This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Better You Bet presented by BetMGM, PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller, filling in for Nick and Ken here on Wednesday, wrapping up hour number one. Still three more hours till to go with you guys until 7 o'clock Eastern time. Kenny Ducey, our first guest of four today on the show, going to join us at the top of the hour, 4 o'clock Eastern time. Going to talk some baseball with Kenny. That interview is also going to be on Stadium, so make sure you go to watchstadium.com. We will be over there starting at 4 o'clock. You can continue watching and listening to us, however, on twitch.tv slash betql, YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports, and then you can listen to us for free on the Odyssey app, Sirius Channel 160, and Sirius XM 205. So, Mark, before we went to break, we were talking about some of these wide receivers. Uh, we were talking about Michael Pittman, Mike Evans. We both think both of those guys should stay where they are in their current situations. Both teams should pay them to do so. What about Calvin Ridley? So, obviously, comes out of Alabama to the Falcons, has a nice couple years. Then he's suspended the entire year for gambling, traded to the Jaguars while all that's going on. Has a pretty good season with Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. What do you think the Jags end up doing with Ridley? Do you think he now looks for another team, or do you think he stays in Jacksonville? I think so. I I think he does look for another team. I don't know if I'm Jacksonville, if I want to really, you know, continue with that, you know, with with what Ridley's been doing. I just think the Jaguars' offense didn't look – you know, I think it's as solid as everybody expected this season. I didn't think they looked crisp, and I don't know if he helped them the way that they thought uh, he would. So um, I think they probably move on from Ridley, at least let him test the market and kind of see, you know, what uh, kind of number he can command in the open market. And then, you know, if it makes sense for them, you know, for them to bring him back. But uh, I was really underwhelmed with what Ridley did this year with Jacksonville. I thought I knew Jacksonville might not be able to repeat what they did, you know, the previous season. But I, I thought the struggles on offense, some of it was dictated by the offensive line, but it was really underwhelming. I thought Ridley's impact on this Jags offense. Yeah, especially in the second half of the season, and they really miss Christian Kirk. You know, when he got hurt, the mm-hmm. offense wasn't quite the same. I'm also, I just don't think Trevor Lawrence is as good as everybody else does. You know, I think we kind Mm -hmm. of appointed him too early in his career um, out of Clemson, and we just thought he was going to be this next great thing. And last year, he had a great second half of the season, but this year, he, he really, he wasn't that great. And I mean, considering the lead that Jacksonville had in that division, right? And the fact that they couldn't even make the playoffs, um, 
It's pretty disappointing for the Jags. It's tough. You know, I think they're going to have to keep Calvin Ridley because that justifies them trading for him. You know what I mean? Like to just kind of trade for him in the middle of the season and then you have one full year and then you just kind of let him go. Like this isn't baseball where, you know, you trade prospects to go all in for a guy like a rental. You know what I mean? Like if you have a franchise Mm -hmm. quarterback that you believe in and you have Calvin Ridley, who certainly has shown flashes of being a number one wide receiver, I think you have to keep him. So it's going to be interesting for Jacksonville. I know there are going to be a lot of teams that are interested. I'm sure Kansas City is probably interested. They're looking definitely for more wide receivers, but uh, we'll see what ends up. But I think if you're Jacksonville, you certainly have to look in keeping Calvin Ridley. What about Buffalo and Gabe Davis? They're going to have a lot of questions. There's some talks that they might be looking to trade Stephon Diggs. But Gabe Davis this year, Mark, was just your typical, like he was the definition of a boom or bust wide receiver. It felt like there were so many games where he literally didn't have a single catch. And then there were other games where he had like six catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. Like there was there was no in between. He did either have great games or he would he just he wouldn't perform at all. And we all kind of thought he was going to take off after that game against Kansas City in the playoffs a couple years ago where he had those four touchdowns. And you're like, man, Buffalo has found something. Like, this guy's going to be the number two alongside Stefan Diggs. Like, Buffalo is set. And now a lot of people, myself included, feel like the Bills got to push the reset button on the wide receiver room. I think it starts with moving on from Gabe Davis, see if a change of scenery does him well. You got to use your money towards other things throughout your roster. So uh, I I certainly do think Gabe Davis will be playing elsewhere next year and not with the Bills. Yeah, I agree with you. But Buffalo's interesting in the sense that, you know, the uh, the offense lacked weapons. But when Gabe Davis, even though he was boomer bust, when he was missing, you could tell. So how do, how are they going to plan to overcome that? How what are they going to do in the offseason to kind of redo that wide receiving room? We know Diggs is on the decline. We know Gabe, uh, Gabe Davis wasn't really uh, consistent enough, you know, for what they needed out of him. But there has to be answers. Like you just can't move on from Gabe Davis. Understand that Diggs is going to have a lower role without a plan. So I'll be interested to see how they attack the offseason. I think it's definitely worth monitoring. Davis was a guy, again, that they really missed when he wasn't there, but he might not, he might be a guy who doesn't really command a lot in the open market. So it might make sense to bring him back. But I do feel like that those weapons that they have around Josh Allen need a definite shift. T. Higgins is going to be an interesting name this offseason. Now, it looks like Cincinnati's probably going to use the franchise tag on him, which I think is the mm-hmm. smart thing to do. They also have Tyler Boyd. As a free agent, me personally, Mark, I think the Bengals are going to let Tyler Boyd walk. You've obviously paid Joe Burrow. You're going to have to pay Jamar Chase. So I think Boyd walks. I think Higgins, they give the franchise tag to. And then I think Cincinnati drafts a receiver uh, this upcoming year in the draft. Probably pretty high. I don't know first round, but with this class, I certainly think they maybe take one in the second or third round. And they hope that they can find a really good rookie wide receiver to go along with Jamar Chase because I don't think they have any plans on uh, or any intentions on signing T. Higgins long-term. I think they'll give him the franchise for this year. So they have their two good wide receivers to give Burrow. Um, 
And then I think they're hoping that they just find something in the draft and they're able to get a, a rookie wide receiver on like, you know, a rookie contract for the next couple of years while they're paying Burrow, while they're, while they're paying Chase all this money. Um, so I think Higgins will be back this year. I think he's going to be sign a long-term deal somewhere else. And then Tyler Boyd, I think his time with the Bengals is probably over. That'd be perfect for Cincinnati. And I think it's leveraging the franchise tag the way it was intended to, right? Like they just need another year to get somebody in there that can kind of take over, you know, for, for what he's done and play with Jamar Chase. But so much on the line for the Bengals this year. I think they're so close. You know, they were the one team that was able to beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. So I don't know if they want to disrupt what they have going with Higgins, but bringing them back for one year, you pay them, you pay them well, and then look to, you know, draft somebody to kind of take his spot and move on. I, I think all that makes perfect sense. So I, I think you nailed it, PJ. Yeah, I, uh, I I was kind of getting nervous, Mark, at the uh, beginning of the season when Burrow was was hurt and he was banged up and the Bengals were like one and three, one and four. It looked like there was mm-hmm. a chance that maybe they were going to have one of the worst records in the league. I was scared as a Ravens fan that like they were going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. And I was like, could you imagine mm-hmm. Burrow <laughs> with Marvin Harrison and Jamar Chase? And like, that would not be good. So uh, obviously that's not going to happen now, but I, I think that's what they're going to end up doing. What about uh, Odell Beckham Jr.? You know, obviously he was out of league for a little bit, takes the one-year deal with the Ravens, only has 35 receptions this past year. Do you think Odell comes back with Baltimore? Do you think he goes somewhere else? What do you think happens with him? I think there's going to be some tough conversations with Odell because I don't think his impact warranted the money that they paid him. And I don't think he's going to get it on the open market either. So uh, I think that's really what it comes down to. We'll see Odell probably hit the open market. They'll probably let him test free agency, see what he can command. And then maybe if it makes sense for them to match it, bring him back into the fold. But I don't think he's a needle mover. I think Zay Flowers is the guy there. They have Bateman. They, they, They have some playmakers around Lamar Jackson. I don't think... Uh, Beckham's going to move the needle. Beckham Jr. is going to move the needle in either direction. If they bring him back, it's okay, but it's got to be at a much reduced salary. I think he was, you know, definitely overpaid this year and, and didn't meet expectations, you know, when they brought him in. Yeah, I mean, Odell kind of acted like for this year's Ravens team, he was kind of like how Mark Ingram was for the Ravens in 2019, you know, when Ingram created like the big trust and all that, like, he was the guy in the locker room who was just like, he was the veteran that everybody could lean on, could look to, that was trying to get everybody going. So, you know, there is something to be said for that. The Ravens obviously let Mark Ingram walk um, after that season. I certainly think they could try and do the same with Odell. They paid him a lot of money and he didn't have too much production. He was banged up for most of the season. He had some nice games in the second half of the year, but uh You know, obviously they found something in Zay Flowers. They finally hit on a rookie wide receiver, it looks like. Bateman, I think, could be really, really good. Him and Lamar just aren't on the same page yet. But if they ever get that rapport going, I think Bateman could be a really good receiver. So, I don't know. We'll see what the Ravens do. What's funny is Marquise Brown is a free agent this year as well. And Marquise and... Uh, Lamar, like their best friends, Hollywood. So right. um, we'll see. Maybe and he Roman comes was back. the issue with that, right? Like he didn't like Roman's yeah. offense, which is why he wanted out of there. Correct. Correct. So 
who knows, maybe they move out Odell and, and bring in Hollywood, even though I hope they don't do that because Hollywood and Odell are two different wide receivers at this point in their career. But we'll see what happens. As for the tight ends, some free agents available as well. Dalton Schultz, Hunter Henry, Noah Fant, Gerald Everett, Mike Gusecki, Austin Hooper. Hearing any of those tight ends, Mark, uh, you know, if you were a fan of a team, any of those guys that that you would want at the tight end position? Not really. Like, I like I, I just feel like these guys have bounced around so much. You know, it's almost it sounds like they've all been on the Patriots. The Patriots been gobbling on tight ends every yeah, year in free agency for so long. But I don't think there's anyone that really stands out that where there would be like a perfect fit for them uh, to get in there. I really think teams need to, you know, if they're drafting tight ends, they're developing them in their offense. You know, you can get them cheap. You can get them later in the draft. It's really not a great place to go to free agency. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Hunter Henry, Mike Gusecki, both Patriots. Austin Hooper, I maybe he played for I don't think he did, but uh, you're right. Obviously, these guys will, you know, most of them, a majority of them will find a team next season. These guys will become helpful, Mark, in fantasy football in like week 11 when you're dying for an extra tight end, right? Because somebody's on a bye mm-hmm. or, or one of your guys are hurt and you need to pick somebody up. So uh, we'll see. Certainly an interesting wide receiver class in free agency, the tight ends. Not so much. Starting hour number two with Kenny Ducey. He's going to join us next. We're going to talk some baseball. We'll be over on Stadium as well. If you want to watch us over there, watch stadium.com. Hour two, You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, coming up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 